In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 1063 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job with Rand Inc. here. And today we've got a great friend of mine, uh, Jenny Munn. Jenny is an SEO consultant. Um, and she also is, uh, you've become, I guess, since uh, we last kind of worked together, uh, a faculty of the American Marketing Association. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a fantastic topic. You know, we talk about it from time to time with... Um, on the show, but we haven't really, you know, uh, dived into the whole aspect of search engine marketing and search engine optimization, which is their slight differences of the two. And um, so I think it's going to be fantastic. So why don't okay. why don't you tell uh, everyone a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of how you got into this space? Like I said, I've known Jenny for seven or eight years now, but um, mm-hmm. give the people a sense of what led you into, um, you know, the SEO side of things and consulting. That's right. Yes. And we were on the board for the Business Marketing Association many, many years ago. Um, So how I got started, um, back in 2008, I was in the event marketing and sales world. And I um, had just got on maternity leave, had my first baby, and was right about to come back to work and found out they laid off 80% of the company because we were right about to go into the recession. So that was the push I needed to really launch a business I had been wanting to, which was a um, being a professional blogger, because that was the dream, yeah. right? Be a yeah. blogger, travel all around. Um, well, I soon learned about something called copywriting, which is taking my nerdy love of writing and then also my background in sales, and it combined them to write website copy that converted and helped persuade people to take the next action or press releases white papers, case studies, articles, all those great things, which I'm a nerdy writer at heart. So that was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so I decided what I wanted to do. Again, that was the push I needed to go off on my own. Um, I put up my website, uh, my brand new website. I taught myself WordPress. And of course, like one does, when you put up a new website, yeah. you wait for all the traffic to find you <laughs> and all the people to come to you. Um, Why haven't they seen it yet? I mean, exactly. I'm still <laughs> sitting around waiting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I started asking customers, well, how do you hire copywriters around Atlanta? And they told me, well, we go to Google and we Google Atlanta copywriter. And that's when I first realized that, oh, okay, so if I don't want to pick up the phone and cold call, yeah. um, I need to be at the top of Google for my keywords. And I taught myself SEO, um, and that was over 12 years ago, and the rest is history. Wow, fantastic. Um you know, we, um, as we, you said, we were served on a board together. And um, I think, you know, there's uh, so many great entrepreneurs who have kind of gone through that route. And I mean, what, if there's anything for, for the entrepreneurs out there, what, what's the one or two key things that you said would say helped you be successful or maybe were inflection points that helped turn you around besides listening to customers about uh, Google, Googling copywriters? <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, 
it's interesting because when I first got into SEO, it was a very, very spammy world. Um, I went to all these SEO meetups, so innocent, not knowing what I was about to get into, just trying to optimize my website. And I heard people doing things like, again, this was back in like 2009, writing um, Paris Hilton in white font in the white background or Tiger Woods in the white font in the white background, hiding links, doing all these spammy things to get their clients up to the top of Google. And I didn't even know how to do that, even if I wanted to, because right. I came from the world of you have to know who your customer is, bring them to your website, and it's not going to be the spammy things. Thank goodness we don't have to worry about that anymore. But truly, good marketing 101, good copywriting 101, good SEO 101 all relies on who are you trying to attract and bring more of to your website, who's the best customer, and how do you get them to go down the journey and to convert. Yeah, well, I think, uh, and it's we're going to jump into this in a few minutes, but uh, it's all about strategy, to your mm -hmm. point and understanding. Yep. Uh, so before we do that, one other thing you mentioned that um, you know you're now a faculty member, and I know you teach um, kind of SEO. Uh, I don't know if they're, I guess they're webinars or classes uh, over a period of time. Tell us a little bit about that, and yeah. um, what uh, you know the type of people that uh, maybe uh, would benefit from that, and, and what your focus is. Yeah, so uh, with the American Marketing Association, um, or AMA, mm -hmm. um, it's really evolved. It started out where I was the SEO person um, in the digital marketing boot camps, and we would travel mm -hmm. all around the U.S., and it would be marketers of all kinds, from the one-person marketing team to um, an enterprise or Fortune 100 marketing team or a director or an agency person um, or a freelancer. So marketers who needed to know how to incorporate SEO um, and then other marketing um, tactics as well. But it evolved from like a two-hour talk to then I got to do full two days and trap marketers in a room and teach them the ins and outs of SEO. So they left with a full plan. Um, of course, when COVID hit, all the in-person events got canceled and it turned to online trainings of all kinds. There are deep dives, there's high levels, there's two days, um, everything in between to just really get across these fundamentals that just um, people don't know unless they know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, we're going to hit uh, some of those today, and uh, to kind of start it out, let's. You know, we teased it a little bit. Um, there is a difference between SEM, search engine marketing, mm -hmm. and SEO, search mm -hmm. engine optimization. Why don't you give your perspective uh, of just kind of the high-level differences, and then uh, I think we'll spend most of our time talking about SEO. But yeah, yeah. Well, I can give a quick story. Um, so I had a client, uh, a small business owner, come to me a couple years ago, and what he did was he. Um, he relied on word of mouth for years and years, but he was expanding to a new part of his business. He did steel um, gates and fences and stairs and railings and everything steel, and he wanted to break into the homeowner market. So he said, I want to be at the top of Google when someone Googles steel gate or steel fence. And anybody who needs a steel gate is pretty high end, right? These, yeah. are, these are not um, your, your little white picket fence. So I said, okay, well, let me look at your website. It was hosted by Comcast. I didn't even know Comcast hosted websites anymore, so it was ancient. And I said, okay, I'm happy to work with you, but we're going to need to update your website. You have three pages. We need to build it out. You're going to need some content. Oh, are you doing social media? No. Um, he wasn't doing really any marketing, and he's like, you know what? I'm not, and I don't want to. And I said, okay, well, then PPC or search engine marketing, it is for you because – 
I can get you to the top of Google immediately if we buy ads for you, and you don't have to do the work that comes along with the organic search engine right. optimization side of things. So if you can put up a budget and pay, then SEM is for you. Yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people think it, SEO is just, you know, one flip of the switch and it'll happen. And there's so much more to that, you know, like you said, on the organic mm -hmm. side versus uh, just paying to make it happen. So, mm -hmm. um, well, it's, you know, you've written a couple articles I thought were a great place to, to start. And, you know, they're kind of, there's been a lot of change, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess with, with Google, especially, there's always change and mm -hmm. um, how they look at things. But um, I think there's some constants. And I love uh, what you said here was, you know, regardless of whether there's change, because guess what? Next year, they're going to have some more change and the year after and every six months. Um, take, take a step back to move forward. So what's, you know, thinking about that, I assume that's the first thing you tell clients and, mm -hmm. uh, and students, you know. Mm -hmm. So how do you approach that if someone's thinking they have a problem or want to increase um, the amount of traffic or potential leads coming to their site. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the concept of take a step back is because I've had so many people come to me, a lot of AMA training students, a lot of business owners. I can tell you that during COVID, there has never been more of demand for SEO because everybody rushed to have a top-notch online presence and make sure that they were findable more than they ever needed to. So SEO has definitely grown in awareness. Um, but at this point in time, we're not necessarily over COVID, but many marketers and businesses expect to be back to where they were in 2019. And they said, okay, well, we should be back to normal, but our leads aren't coming in. They're not converting as quickly. They're not primed to buy. Um, so we expected things to be back. Why is that not happening? And the concept of the take a step back is because our audience is different now. We can't right. operate and have those same expectations. So we have to do a reset and a refresh of our strategy. Well, and when you say your audience is different, there, there's one of two things that can happen. The actual um, potential customer's audience can be demographically different, right? Mm -hmm. But then the other side is how they behave and how they act and how they you know, use search may mm -hmm. be massively different. Mm -hmm. So maybe the same people, but they just think and, and utilize uh, search a lot different than, than they did three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have very high expectations as consumers and people who turn yeah. to search. You know, we research earlier and way more often than we used to. So there's just a different um, shift that needs to be made. Yeah. Well, well, I know in the next section we'll we'll get into a lot of detail, but what you know what would you say are the maybe two or three things you've seen uh, change a lot in some of those search habits? Mm, and yeah. we can hit some te technical things, whether it's long tail or, or you you name it. I don't want to uh, um, name them for you, but what are the two or three things you've seen that those habits have changed? Yeah. So. Uh, one of the things is, um, I'm sure you've heard the joke, where is the best place to hide a dead body? <laughs> On page two of Google, well, now there's the 2022 update. Where is the best place to hide a dead body? It's at the bottom of page one of Google because the statistics show that people click around the top. They just don't. Not only do they not go to page two, but they don't scroll oh. to the bottom as much. Those get very few clicks. Um, how Google has presented the search results has completely changed. You see Google Maps, you see more ads, uh, you see a different layout, videos, images. So there's a lot more that takes away the click. That's one trend. 
Um, the second thing is that people aren't necessarily searching on Google. They're using YouTube. They're using Pinterest. They're using Amazon, um, LinkedIn. Many other search engines and social media websites are being used, and we have to go there as well. And the third can be is that we do not have time to wait for a slow-loading website, and that's certainly something we can talk about later. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that one um, is uh, has always been, you know, important, mm-hmm. but I think uh, more than ever now, it's like uh, we, our expectations have changed. Exactly. And I think that's kind of what uh, you know a lot of this uh, rolls into. So, um, no, I think there's uh, fascinating. I've got a couple of stories when we come back and want to get your your take on how uh, you might approach them with clients, but um, you know, if we think about um, you know, moving into 2023, um, do people need to start now, you know, as far as that? Yeah. Well, you know, by the time people realize they need SEO, they always want to start yesterday. So I think the time to kind of start, um, if you want more website traffic, it does take starting sooner rather than later because organic search engine optimization, unlike SEM, paid search, it does not happen immediately. So yes, if 2023 is the year, um, you need to get started now. We'll uh, we'll dive into that in a few minutes. And uh, you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with a special guest, Jenny Munn, uh, SEO uh, consultant and as well as a teacher and uh, expert, long longtime friend. You know, we were talking before the break about, you know, if you're thinking, you know, 2023, how do you improve um, your, it could be e-commerce or it could just be your general um, web leads, you know, can you wait and start in January? And I think, Jenny, you were saying that, hey, with any of this, there's a strategy and there's a process to it. And the sooner you uh, understand that and start looking, whether it's for budgeting reasons or just building out that strategy, the better you are. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you feel is the ideal process to get ahead of things and also understand the uh, all the ebbs and flows that does happen in the search world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell you when people come to me, they're generally a little bit overwhelmed. They want more Mm -hmm. website traffic and they want more leads, but they don't know where to start because they've probably heard that there's a lot to do with SEO and Google changes all the time. And they most likely and most frequently come with these misconceptions or with these thoughts about SEO. Love it or hate it. Um, Most people do uh, love to hate SEO, but um, it can be a beautiful thing for sure. And that's my job to teach people that. Where it starts is understanding what I always say is that SEO follows the priority of the business and it follows the marketing priorities. Um, So we really do Mm -hmm. start from a very basic level of, okay, well, um, I need direction to go in because if you offer a lot of products or services, um, how you start with SEO is you start small and laser in and then you ripple that out and you grow bigger. But we need a place to start. I think, you know, that priority is so key. And we were talking during the break, um, one of my clients, good friends, uh, Aquascape Environmental, you know, I did a website audit of them and their um, competitors. And what we found is some of the places that they and their competitors hit were the most nondescript, these weird fishes, you know, and things like that. They were not their traditional lake management, stormwater management, 
type um, services. And it was these things that were so unique that no one would ever search on. But guess what? That's kind of where their SEO was shining for them. But seven people would go search for this. <laughs> right. That's too funny. And, you know, with companies that are in a niche, you know, you can't expect huge volume, right? right. Um, I find that in the K-12 education world. You know, we're not looking for everybody. We're looking for classroom teachers. That's a very small subset of the market. So if you have a very small piece of the market, that's okay. But then I would want you to own everything in that market. I would want you to own all of those keywords, even if they have 20, 30, 50 searches a month at that. So right. I'm glad at least they had that. But then you do have to take a step bigger because there is a broader place to go as well. Right. Well, I think that's a key, too. And in, in the same process, one of the things we found out was some of, and, I, and I've seen it before, some of the terms they use um, may be not descriptive enough. Okay. In this case, uh, lake management. Uh, and what we found is that, boy, you know, that really got shared and they were a minority of the users with lake property management versus lake maintain your lake, uh, algae bloom, things of that nature. Whereas pond management um, really was their subset. And I find a lot of um, businesses that speak in their language or in technical terms and really don't understand how the users speak and they're not opening themselves up to what the, the real search market is. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's such a great point. And that is, you know, I started out as what I call like an organic search girl. I was all about yeah. organic search, but over time, when Google changed the layout from having the ads on the right side of Google and they moved them up to the top, oh. and that took up half the screen and then the same on mobile, um, I got into PPC. You just had to. Yeah. Um, so that's a great use of actually paid search is when you say, okay, well, if you're not sure of those keywords, but you can say, okay, well, let me try lake management, but let me set aside and exclude words like home, property, things that would take away that demographic that you absolutely don't want to see, well, what are people searching? There are so many ways to find your keywords, but that's a good way is if you know, here's the what I don't want. I see that all the time. Um, yeah. So there are ways to make sure that you are driving the right person because at the end of the day, that's SEO 101 is bringing the right qualified person to your website. No, I think that's such a a key point because there's there's many businesses out there who just think oh, okay we'll load up all these keywords and they you know they bring people in and then what's the cost forget the you know whether it's ppc or not but what's the cost of weeding through bad leads you know? exactly so all right so what uh, what are some of the the next steps in your process what are the key things that you would take people through yeah so after we understand who are we talking to mm -hmm. and what is the language they're using um, so again, it's not about what you call something in your technical term. It's really understanding and taking yourself out of your company shoes and putting yourself into the shoes of the searcher. Um, what is the terminology and the language that they're using? And I would say, I swear, 80% of the time I come across clients who are resistant to this and they say, well, these are the keywords I want people to search. These are what we want to use. This is what we call it. And I say, this is not about you. SEO is not about you. Um, if you want to bring in more new people, because this is exposing your brand and, and, and generating brand awareness from people who don't yet know you, you've got to do something different. So after you know we get through to them and we talk about here's your keywords that people are searching on that makes sense for your brand, um, then we have to say, okay, now who else is ranking for the brand? Because you're not 
in isolation over here doing everything you can to rank, you've already got 10 competitors plus on page one of Google that you have to understand, can you realistically kick them off of page one and get yourself onto there? So understanding the competitive landscape is absolutely very high on the list of what to do next. Yeah, no, I think that's such a great point. And again, it's that personal bias. I've seen it you know, back when I was in corporate America, I've seen it with my clients as well. And, um, you know, at times it's a tough one to overcome. I will say the good news about SEO and digital is you can run experiments. And, you know, I don't know, kind of how you encourage people to to really compare their words versus how, you know, uh, potential customers really are searching. Um, but if nothing else, I just encourage people, okay, well, let's start by running an experiment with the five you want and then the five that, all right, we figured out behind the scenes are probably going to perform better. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's funny because when I say, well, listen, let's turn to the data and yeah. I'll put the keywords they want into a keyword uh, research tool. And when it comes up with zero search volume or I show them the results on Google and it's something completely different, you just can't make people search something that they would never search on. If it's not the known in their brain, then that's not SEO. You know, drive people to your website, then explain it in the language you want. But it, you have to meet them where they are. So, yes, it's just it's just um, still something I see 12 plus years later. Wow. Are there any real funny ones that uh, you're like, you know, you just kind of you scratch your head. You know what the answer is going to be that someone wanted to search without giving away, you know, yeah. company names. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of examples. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot. Um, I can tell you one is that I was doing a an SEO presentation for um, a group of um, trailer park owners and um, they wanted more people to find their trailer parks, right? So this was the management, the owners of it. And before I got up to talk, the event planner was like, okay, listen, don't say the T word. The, tr the term trailer is a bad word. And I was like, these are modular manufactured homes. We don't call them trailers. They're modular manufactured homes. And of course, I had to address that within the first five seconds of getting up there to the mic. I'd be like, guys, do the audience you want to attract, are they legitimately using the keyword modular manufactured homes? No, it's probably you guys all here in the room who would Google that. The audience who you're trying to attract is probably using um, mobile home, trailer park. Yeah. It's not about you. You have to go for that word. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not what you want. It's what the audience searches. Um, I, I love, you know, my growing up and I grew up in the South, as people know, and, uh, you know, some of the Southern colloquialisms, you know, I was taught if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's probably a duck. <laughs> and, you know, come on. Exactly. You got you to be uh, realistic, you, right? Yes. You can't make SEO fancy. What I always say is clarity trumps cleverness every single time. Um, I have a lot of other examples. One more, one of my favorites, um, I love to tease uh, one of my colleagues, is he really wanted to go after the keyword and he wanted his SEO to be on the term simplificationism because he had this whole process of simplifying content because most companies made it way too complex. And that's what he wanted his keyword to be. And I was like, Mark, Nobody is ever going to Google simplificationism. That's your word, not theirs. Yeah. Um, there's so many of people who come up with these creative terms, but that's not your keyword. That's not SEO. And I think that's, you know, we talk about on the show a lot. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people look at marketing as creative and fun. And it really is about, I mean, I, I go back to Phil Kotler and, you know, it's understanding um, your 
customers and what they're looking for. I mean, that's really what it's exactly. all about. So, okay, so now we've got the terminology, we've got um, the priorities of the business, where customers are. What's kind of the next step mm -hmm. that you uh, would take people through? Okay, so the next step is you ha you understand your market, you understand your priorities, who you're trying to bring more of to the website, what is the priority service or information you are wanting to promote and drive more leads for. You've Googled the keywords, you understand mm -hmm. your competitors, you feel confident. Next comes the actual tactical part where you have to work those keywords into your pages on your website. Um, so many people, I, I feel like they've come to me and they said, oh, I've got all my keywords and they hand me a spreadsheet with hundreds if not thousands of keywords they would like to have. And I say, oh, okay, well, how many pages is your website? And they're like, well, 50. And I'm like, but you have thousands of keywords. You get one to two keywords per page. I wanna see your list of your top 20 keywords you don't need a thousand. You need the top 20 keywords you want to go after. And that's the place we start. And I even like to narrow it down even more from there. But um, you have to start small. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, what's well, a great sense, you know, of that one to two keywords per page. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. so people understand that and that um, and maybe talk a little bit about, you know, is there benefit in um, duplicating certain keywords that that go across your, say you have 25 to 30 pages, or um, taking a list and trying to spread them out. I mean, how do you look at that? And I'm assuming it goes back to priorities. If there's, you know, look, if you've got three parts of your business that make up 60% of your business, mm -hmm. I'm going to guess you're going to want to somewhere be similar mm -hmm. in how you spread those keywords out versus someone who's very um, uh, broad in their yeah. products or services. Yeah, well, so it's really interesting. How most people think SEO works is they think, okay, I've got my keywords. I'm just going to blast them and use them on every page, all over my website, so Google really knows what my website is about. But that's actually not the way you do it because Google doesn't rank a website. They rank your website pages. Your homepage may rank for your brand name and maybe a couple other things, your high-level umbrella um, topic of what you do, but your about page can rank, your main services page can rank, a case study page can rank, a press release can rank, certainly blog posts or articles, content can rank, but every piece of content you have is its opportunity, its own opportunity to rank for its own set of keywords, and that's how you start bringing in more traffic when you understand how do you get more people to these internal pages of your website. Uh, it's important. And so you, you mentioned in there, and I think we're starting to get people to realize a little bit too that, you know, content, you're talking about, you started mm -hmm. as a blogger. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that has become more and more uh, important because we'll, we'll get clients that will write blogs that have nothing to do with their business. I mean, they do, but, you know, it's more of a fun loving story or whatever, whereas they miss the opportunity mm -hmm. to tie into you know, keywords, their products, et cetera. And I, you know, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that yeah. as far as a content strategy mm -hmm. mirroring your SEO strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because 10 years ago, you could do SEO, you could work your keyword into your website, and that was enough to get you to rank. Now you have to create content around your website. You have to have informational pieces of, of um, you get blog posts, articles, but I can give you an example. So I have a client who um, is a 
a pecan farm in South Georgia. Um, and we used to rank for the keyword pecan and pecans, right? Yeah. And that brought in a lot of traffic. Well, over the years, Google has evolved. If you Google that today, it is what is the nutritional value of content of, of oh, pecans? Nice. Um, what are um, pecan trees? What are pecans? Pecan recipes. You don't see e-commerce listings anymore. You see informational pieces. And we've really had to build out our resources around everything pecans from the types to the history um, to how they grow to harvest season to the nutritional content to the recipe section because Google does not want to seem to rank e-commerce pages. They want content that's informational about what you do. That's what is ranking on page one these days for almost everything I see across the board, um, except for very specific terms. It's informational. They want yeah. to see you're an expert in what you do. Right. So then, uh, you know, here in Georgia, of course, Stuckey's probably comes up a lot with pecans as yeah, well. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, brands that used to be in stores all have scrambled to get the e-commerce portion of their website working and make sure um, that they know people are going to Google before they go to a store or before they, you know, they, they just want to know more about a brand or a company than they ever used to before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think that's, you know, the big things that are changing. So mm-hmm. um, so now, now that we're in the tactical side, I guess the last step is, um, or maybe it's not a step, but it's part of an ongoing process is the maintenance, mm-hmm. these, you know, kind of going back. You, you don't, you know, hit the button and then just sit back and wait. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Before we ever get to the tactical part of SEO, I always want to know, okay, tell me what are all the marketing activities you're already doing? Um, Do you have a PR agency or do you do PR or do you collaborate? Do you sponsor trade shows? Um, Do you have a strong social media presence? I have to know what else a company is doing so I can understand how to leverage SEO with their existing off-page activities because where you start to really gain ground is when you are already a great brand who's out there, who's claiming your niche and expertise um, away from your website as well. And we have to make sure that that's coming through. Yeah. No, I think um, – and, and that's you know an area that I just see a lot of businesses that think, okay, well, this is an expenditure, a one-time expenditure, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I don't have to, to do that. I've got another client right now, and I give them credit, um, you know – they're going through a whole website redesign that we're working on. And, you know, one of the things that um, he asked, and they're not doing a lot right now um, into the analytics side of things. Mm -hmm. So we did a similar audit and um, his comment was, well, you know what, shouldn't we be reviewing this, you know, like every three months um, as far as, you know, changing the keywords and all. Mm -hmm. And I give the owner a lot of credit for thinking that way because most of them would go, all right, I'm doing this web design project and then I'm not going to touch it again for three years. Mm -hmm. Now, my comment was based on their industry and all, I said three months, you know, off, off the bat we will, but once we get that and make sure we didn't go in the wrong direction, I said, okay, we'll give you general results, but we'll probably do a deep dive maybe every six months just because mm-hmm. they're not in, it's, it's not e-commerce. It's not a high, high um, volume space, but mm-hmm. yeah, you do need to make sure you're doing that yeah. Yeah. a few times a year, depending on your business. Exactly. Refreshing and making sure that you, you are presenting the most up-to-date information and polished presence and messaging that's important at the time is really good. I don't think you need to be changing your keywords 
that much unless your audience has changed because of something that might right. be happening in the world. Um, but that is very forward thinking. And what I tell people is, you know, SEO is really compound interest. You can and should be doing other things that may happen faster, but the second you turn off a paid search campaign, the leads are turning off. SEO will continue to gain ground over time. Um, And so I see it all the time with clients. It continues to steadily bring in leads while you're doing other campaigns and other things. Um, And so it's just, it's not an either or, hopefully it's an and. But one of the things that's been happening this year is um, the decreasing effectiveness of Facebook ads and rising costs of advertising platforms. And this is why people are turning to organic SEO too. Yeah, no, and I think there's some, you probably have tools that you use. I mean, my favorite one for me, I'm not saying it's the best one, it's just I can understand it, is SEM Rush. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, to your point, I mean, you can get a that two-year view of both organic and paid. And boy, you you can definitely, without knowing the client, a lot of times we'll, we'll get that one we're prospecting, um, you can guess what they have or haven't done by just looking at that two-year chart. Absolutely. That's, you know, one of the very first things I do is pop a website into SEMrush to understand what am I dealing with? You know, getting a lay of the land and an overview. How long has the website been in existence? Who are their competitors? Are they the big giant or are they the small fish? What keywords are working for them? What marketing have they been doing? Some of these tools can give you so much information about a company and, of course, their competitors as well. But, um, there's so much that data you have to look at first. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, you know, one of the things uh, I think will, the last piece in your process, I'm going to guess, and we'll dive in more on the last section, but uh, maybe talk a little bit is then the analytics themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to hold the whole Google change to uh, GA4, mm-hmm. um, but talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's out there now and how people should be looking at their analytics. Yeah, I mean, SEO is a very, I say, data-driven channel, but it's also very, um, you have to use the data to inform your strategy. So once you set it, like you mentioned, it's not set it and forget it. Once you do everything you can, you put forth all your best effort, and what I say, best educated guess, because there's no way to really know, you have to look at the data to see, is did what we did work? And having your uh, Google Analytics, of course, and the sister account is Google Search Console. It used to be called Google Webmaster Tools. It's where Google would go in and um, give you information and tell you what website pages were broken. It's where you used to go to see if you were put in Google jail or not. Nowadays, we really don't have to worry about being put in Google jail because we're doing the right thing, right, everybody? Um, But that's where all of your SEO data lives. So again, it's a free account. You definitely need both, and you have to be looking at the data to just understand if it's correct. Yeah. Well, and you earlier, you mentioned that, um, you know, and granted, this is a large part of it, but there's so many other places to go. Uh, I'm probably more familiar with YouTube than some of the others. But, um, you know, if you're, let's say a lot of listeners out here are small business, and there's some direct-to-consumer out there, what are some of the other places that you want to make sure uh, that they're also looking? Yeah. So, um, great question. And What I usually tell people is, you know, honestly, the better you know who you're trying to get in front of, the better and more effective your SEO and your overall marketing is going to be. But if you're a local business, you know, there's so many times I bypass Google and when I'm on my phone, I'll go right to Google Maps and I'll type in restaurants near me 
or something specific. And if your Google business profile is not up to date and you have not checked all those best practices, um, then that's really important to do if you're local. Uh, for In the education world, for example, um, early education teachers, they go to Pinterest and they look for lesson plans and worksheets. The same thing about YouTube. Um, for others, they might go to Twitter if they need to stay up to date. And you're, so your keyword strategy needs to apply across any social media platform you're on, even Instagram and even TikTok, for example, if you have a younger demographic. If, if you're on there. I think that's the key yes. we talk about a lot is yeah. don't um, and you probably see this too don't just be on a social media platform because you heard a friend say it worked for them are they in the same business you're in mm-hmm. I mean I think exactly again, start there right and then but once you're on it then you need to be um, a analyzing and mm-hmm. then deciding if uh, you need to maintain it right and going back to Google Analytics um, Google Analytics will tell you which social media platform your traffic is coming from how many pages they interacted with so you can really understand what is working yeah no that's, that's such a great point and um, a lot of great information we've, we've packed in the last 20 plus minutes so um, we'll be right back we're gonna dive into Google Analytics a little more and you are listening to the marketing Mad Men on extra 106.3 tu familia está construida con tu dedicación a un futuro mejor Mira quién es. ¡Papi! Mientras trabajas duro por el éxito de tus hijos, algo que no ves los puede estar afectando. Se llama estrés tóxico y podría estar creciendo dentro de tus hijos. Es la manera en que el cuerpo de los niños responde a las experiencias difíciles, desde las palabras bruscas hasta una pérdida dolorosa. Aprende cuatro cosas que puedes hacer para superar el estrés tóxico en first5california.com. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with Jenny Munn, uh, SEO expert, consultant, and faculty member for the American Marketing Association. And it's um, been fantastic so far talking about um, the things and the process that you really need to do when you're looking at your uh, SEO search engine optimization or even SEM, search engine marketing. Um, and I think we talked about one of the last steps and then the ongoing steps is understanding your analytics, right? That's and right. let's let's start with there's changes afoot. Okay, so there are always changes, but this is a major one for Google yeah. and Google Analytics. And yeah. why don't you kind of go through um, what the platforms are and what's happening and what's changing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think people are still trying to put on their um, – blinders and their earmuffs and pretend like this change isn't happening because kind of like cookies it's just gonna get kicked <laughs> down the road that's right exactly no no this one is not i don't think yeah. um but it's a little bit traumatizing if anybody has started down the path of ga4 um, yeah. It really is quite different. And this is why Google has given us a year plus warning. You know, hey, guys, you see a big um, banner at the top of your standard Google Analytics saying, as of July, you know, we're no longer going to support standard Google Analytics because they really want people to start moving over. So, yeah. you know, I do think if anybody hasn't yet, um, the beginning of the year is the time to do so. I'll let you get past the holidays, but then you have to know it's coming and you have to get started. Well, and from my understanding, uh, you're the expert, I'm not, but uh, there are some maybe smaller uh, customers that are uh, out there listening that really haven't done much. And if they don't make that switch, they're in danger of losing, you know, whatever data they may have had. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? You know, it is. Google is going to stop supporting analytics, um, standard analytics. So, yes, you're going to be forced to make the change over. And, you know, 
nobody likes change, but this one, you know, it, it's just part of it and, and rolling with the times. Um, and so what the plan is, I mean, there's so many agencies and um website developers and designers who are really starting to get educated to do this for you. Hopefully, small business owners do have some technical support in order to help make this change. If not, maybe now is the time to start asking for trusted people. Um, And then you have your standard analytics and your GA4, and you've got them side by side, and you just learn to look at them side by side for the next several months. Yeah. Um, So... Speaking of, and I know, look, you, you, your client base is full, but you, you know, obviously you still teach. Um, but when you think of that business owner who decides, all right, I want to Google how to find a good SEO agency, <laughs> yeah. what should they look for and what should they, maybe what should they type in? How would you uh, pose that? Um, because there are also people out there who aren't qualified. Are there certifications? Mm-hmm. Are there things that people should really be looking at if they're looking for that uh, digital agency on the search side to help them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's really interesting what has happened to um search uh, agencies and providers over the past few years because search really has grown to be such a big field. You know, there's um, the off-page, there's the technical, there's the um, what's happening away from your website and building links and building credibility and the PR side and how social media contributes. SEO has become a big world, and so most SEO agencies have kind of grown out into bigger digital marketing um, agencies that also do SEO. Um, or website designers who then also do SEO. Um, So you really do have to look for a dedicated SEO uh, specialist team if you're looking at an agency. Um, You know, I am jaded about Googling. Uh, (laughs) You know, Google has done its due diligence to really try to make sure that ethical, legitimate companies and organizations and agencies, they have come up to the top. But I always like, you know, start with LinkedIn, start with asking people. You just really have to do your due diligence and talk to them and make sure they know what they're talking about. I would, uh, my advice, regardless of what type of marketing it is, is definitely get referrals, Mm -hmm. right? And then you want to ask, you know, outside of maybe a few places, you want to ask for, um, you know, a breadth of clients, right? There, you might be in an industry where, yes, you really want someone who's a specialist in that industry, but I sometimes get worried about someone who's only in one industry because I think they become one-trick ponies, mm-hmm. and that's that, that may be more for general marketing strategy and all than SEO. Um, but I, I think that's just my advice to people is yeah. make sure that uh, you don't have someone who, you know, is only thinking one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, this any marketing channel, but definitely SEO takes um, creativity and not just following a checklist that everybody else in the industry is doing. Yeah. So, um, and I know you're not, you know, looking into, uh, for new clients right now, but Jenny does have a wonderful uh, bit of information. So you can find that at your website, Jenny Munn. That's Jenny with a Y, M U N N dot com. Um, so I know they can at least get on your blog um, and you get some great information out there. So I'd uh, highly recommend that. And you never know, maybe some of your boot camps <laughs> uh, right, would be yeah. uh, great for, for some uh, businesses or, you know, marketing leaders out there with some of their teams. Mm-hmm. I know you do a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our last three minutes or so, um, I'd like to have a little fun. And let's, uh, we've talked a few stories, mm-hmm. but maybe you can share some um, either fun, good stories mm-hmm. or kind of the epic fails maybe that you've seen that you can uh, share, you know, just um, because, 
look, let's let's face it. There are times where um, the weirdest things will pop up and turn into hits, and then there's other times like, oh, I don't think they really expected that. Too funny. Absolutely. I've seen. Uh, <laughs> I've been in the trenches for 12, 13 years. I I feel like I've I've haven't seen it all, but I've almost seen it yeah. all. Um, you know, it's just it's funny. Um, a lot of times when people come to me, they're in a panic because. They've just gone through a redesign, a website refresh, and all of their SEO was completely wiped away because they didn't oh. understand there are some purposeful things you need to do to carry across or you need to work with a technical team that is savvy and will make sure to carry across your SEO stuff. So I have seen many really uh Frantic um, business owners and marketers come to me like, what happened to our SEO? We just got wiped off the planet. Um, and and it's usually not that bad, but we do have to go back and back up and say, oh, okay, well, this wasn't carried over. One client, we worked so hard to get their SEO up. They were on page one, um, and they had things running. I left them in good hands, but then they worked with a technical team who just accidentally migrated them off to a different platform and did not take their SEO with them. And so we had to work to build that back up. Oh, so wow. I've seen that. You know, I've seen so many marketers or marketing teams come to me and they said, we really need SEO. But in the end, um, I had one client, they couldn't get buy-in from the boss until a couple months later, the boss Googled keywords and they saw the competitors were up at the top and they weren't. And they said, okay, Okay. call back Jenny because now I understand it. So really, until you kind of actually see it, a lot of times it takes, oh, I see all of our top competitors. Where are we? And then they understand that there's – purposeful strategic things you have to do to make this happen. Most SEO in this competitive day and age just won't happen by accident. Yeah, and I think, you know, if, if nothing else, if you're out there, you're a small business or a mid-sized business and maybe you're a, a marketing leader that hasn't gotten that support um, and you feel you have a problem, if nothing else, I would say reach out to someone um, to do an assessment. As I said, we've, I've done a couple of them recently, um, and we're always you know willing to do that at Rand Inc. So um, you can reach us at randinc.cc. But start there. Spend a little, just a little bit of money to do that assessment mm-hmm. and get the data. I think going back to your early discussions, see it versus having someone's perception. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I always recommend you know get an expert. Um, to assess things because there's so much potential and so much growth opportunity you may not even know that's out there with just a little bit of work if you know what to do. Yeah, and then, you know, from there you can decide, hey, is there, you know, is there a need to go forward? You know, are you in good shape? And we tell a lot of clients, you know what? You're in good shape. I would not spend the money to redesign your website or to do, you know, you just need uh, to check in. You need some maintenance maybe once a year type of thing and leave it at that because uh, you you do want to spend people's money wisely. So, Jenny, thanks so much. It's great to catch up. It's always great to hear your expertise. And I know our listeners really enjoyed it. So uh, you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men. This is Trip Job with Jenny Mund, and we will see you next week. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Hey sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.